Letter fifty seven of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends. Edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. To Fanny Keats. Dumfries, July second, eighteen eighteen. My dear Fanny, I intended to have written to you from Kirkudbright the town i shall be in to-morrow but i will write now because my knapsack has worn my coat in the seams my coat has gone to the tailor's and i have but one coat to my back in these parts i must tell you how i went to liverpool with george and our new sister and the gentleman my fellow-traveller through the summer and autumn we had a tolerable journey to liverpool which i left the next morning before george was up for lancaster then we set off from Lancaster on foot with our knapsacks on, and have walked a little zigzag through the mountains and lakes of Cumberland and Westmoreland. We came from Carlisle yesterday to this place. We are employed in going up mountains, looking at strange towns, prying into old ruins, and eating very hearty breakfasts. Here we are full in the midst of broad scotch. How is it are we yourself? the girls are walking about barefooted and in the worst cottages the smoke finds its way out of the door i shall come home full of news for you and for fear i should choke you by too great a dose at once i must make you used to it by a letter or two we have been taken for travelling jewellers razor sellers and spectacle vendors because friend brown wears a pair the first place we stopped at with our knapsacks contained one richard bradshaw a notorious tippler he stood in the shape of an apothecary symbol for an ounce and balanced himself as well as he could saying with his nose right in mr brown's face do you who sell spectacles mr abbey says we are don quixotes tell him we are more generally taken for peddlers all i hope is that we may not be taken for excisemen in this whisky country we are generally up about five walking before breakfast and we complete our twenty miles before dinner yesterday we visited burns tomb and this morning the fine ruins of lynn cluden auchincairn same day july second i had done thus far when my coat came back fortified at all points so as we lose no time we set forth again through galloway all very pleasant and pretty with no fatigue when one is used to it we are in the midst of meg merrily's country of whom i suppose you have heard old meg she was a gypsy and lived upon the moors her bed it was the brown heath turf and her house was out of doors her apples were swart blackberries her currants pods a broom her wine was dew of the wild white rose her book a churchyard tomb her brothers were their craggy hills her sisters larken trees alone with her great family she lived as she did please no breakfast had she many a morn no dinner many a noon instead of supper she would stare full hard against the moon but every morn of woodbine fresh she made her garlanding and every night the dark glen yew she wove and she would sing and with her fingers old and brown she plaited mats o rushes 
and gave them to the cottagers she met among the bushes old meg was brave as margaret queen and tall as amazon an old red blanket cloak she wore a chip hat had she on god rest her aged bones somewhere she died full long agone if you like these sort of ballads i will now and then scribble one for you if i send any to tom i'll tell him to send them to you kirk cudbright evening the same day july second i have so many interruptions that i cannot manage to fill a letter in one day since i scribbled the song we have walked through a beautiful country to kirk cudbright at which place i will write you a song about myself there was a naughty boy a naughty boy was he he would not stop at home he could not quiet be he took in his knapsack a book full of vowels and a shirt with some towels a slight cap for nightcap a hairbrush comb ditto new stockings for old ones would split oh this knapsack tight its back he riveted clothes and followed his nose to the north to the north and followed his nose to the north there was a naughty boy and a naughty boy was he for nothing would he do but scribble poetry he took an inkstand in his hand and a pen biggest ten in the other and away in a pother he ran to the mountains and fountains and ghostess and postess and witches and ditches and wrote in his coat when the weather was cool fear of gout and without when the weather was warm ach the charm when we choose to follow one's nose to the north to the north to follow one's nose to the north there was a naughty boy and a naughty boy was he he kept little fishes in washing tubs three in spite of the might of the maid nor afraid of his granny good he often would hurly burly get up early and go by hook or crook to the brook and bring home miller's thumb tittle bat not over fat minnow small as the stall of a glove not above the size of a nice little baby's little fingers oh he made twas his trade a fish a pretty kettle a kettle a kettle a fish a pretty kettle a kettle there was a naughty boy and a naughty boy was he he ran away to scotland the people for to see then he found that the ground was as hard that a yard was as long that a song was as merry that a cherry was as red that lead was as weighty that fourscore was as eighty that a door was as wooden as in england so he stood in his shoes and he wondered he wondered he stood in his shoes and he wondered newton stewart july fourth my dear fanny i am ashamed of writing you such stuff nor would i if it were not for being tired after my day's walking and ready to tumble into bed so fatigued that when i am asleep you might sew my nose to my great toe and trundle me round the town like a hoop without waking me then i get so hungry a ham goes but a very little way and fowls are like larks to me a batch of bread i make no more ado with than a sheet of parliament 
and I can eat a bull's head as easily as I used to do bull's eyes. I take a whole string of pork sausages down as easily as a pen orth of ladies' fingers. Ah, dear, I must soon be contented with an acre or two of oaten cake, a hogshead of milk, and a clothes basket of eggs, morning, noon, and night, when I get among the Highlanders. Before we see them, we shall pass into Ireland and have a chat with the Patties, and look at the Giant's Causeway, which you must have heard of. I have not time to tell you particularly, for I have to send a journal to Tom, of whom you shall hear all particulars, or from me when I return. Since I began this, we have walked sixty miles to Newton Stewart, at which place I put in this letter. Tonight we sleep at Glenlutz, tomorrow at Port Patrick, and the next day we shall cross in the passage boat to Ireland. I hope Miss Abby has quite recovered. Present my respects to her and to Mr. and Mrs. Abby. God bless you. Your affectionate brother, John. Do write me a letter directed to Inverness, Scotland. End of letter 57